With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And the Oilers have a shorthanded breakaway. Sick Hyman for the lead. Shoots and scores. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, left circle. Cross ice, one timer, score. This game is tied. Leon Dreisaitl. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Let's look around the National Hockey League after the first period. Bruins and Canadians. Scoreless, not the situation in Pittsburgh. Penguins and Panthers are tied 3-3 after the first. A young man by the name of Matthew Kachuk, I'm sure you all know him and love him, has his 25th of the season for Hayhee, his 24th of the season for the Panthers. Early second period, Kings and Flyers are in a 2-2 tie. That's a significant one for the Edmonton Oilers because, as you know, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Kings and Oilers both uh, competing for positioning. Right now, L.A. a point ahead of the Oilers for third in the Pacific. And uh, the Oilers do have a game in hand, so they'll have two games in hand after tonight. After the first, no goals, Wild and Lightning. Early second period, no goals, Sharks and Kings. Late in the first period, Golden Knights, who lead the Pacific Division. They are trailing the Devils 1-0. Palat has his fourth. Sabres and Blues just getting underway. Same with the Jets and Predators. Later... Ducks at Coyotes. Capitals play the Avalanche. And the Blackhawks will play the Canucks. So Rick Tockett will debut as the Canucks head coach. And former U of A Golden Bear Luke Philp expected to make his NHL debut for the Chicago Blackhawks. 27 years of age. Played for Kootenai. Played for the U of A. Got signed by the Flames organization. Uh, and it was with the Stockton Heat. He's played this year for the Rockford Ice Hogs. Love that name. 30 points in 31 games. Uh, got uh, got called up, and he is set to go tonight. And I was uh, talking to some folks I know at the U of A. He will become the 15th Golden Bear to play in the National Hockey League. Some of these guys have played for the Oilers in the past. Derek Ryan, Corey Cross. Ian Herbers, uh, Dean Clark was an oiler. Of course, Dr. Randy Gregg, uh, Brian Baltimore back in the day. 
So anyway, uh, Luke Philp will be the 15th Golden Bear to play a game in the NHL recently. And we uh, we've interviewed this guy a few times, both as uh, as a Golden Bear and since he's turned pro goaltender Zach Sachenko. Remember, played a game for the San Jose Sharks last season. So anyway, uh, name to watch in that one. So that'll be fun. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630. Chad, tomorrow face-off show at 6, game at 730. Oilers take on the Columbus Blue Jackets who uh, hung in there against Calgary last night. They were outshot and uh, Calgary wound up winning at 4-3 in overtime. Johnny Goudreau had a penalty shot in that game, was roundly booed every time he touched the puck. Kelly Rudy's going to take us uh, through a recap of that game when he joins us a little bit later on. And also later on, this guy's always fun, Jody Shelley, former NHL enforcer and uh, now an analyst for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, he's going to be checking in after the 6.30 news for uh, some thoughts on the Blue Jackets and probably some entertaining storytelling because that's what Jody usually brings us. So 6 o'clock face-off show tomorrow game at 7.30. 7.30 start tomorrow at Rogers Place. I'd be honored to hear from you. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. You can also email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com, and follow me on Twitter if you are so inclined, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. So another practice day for the Oilers. Once again, Evander Kane not on the ice as he continues to attend to a personal matter. He may not be, uh, be available tomorrow. Head coach Jay Woodcroft did say it is, uh, it is possible that Kane may not be back to uh, play tomorrow against Columbus, so we'll see if he's out there for the morning skate. But they did say something today and they've done this uh, other times this season they they took advantage of the two ice surfaces downtown and the forwards and the goaltenders were on the rogers place ice and the defensemen and the e-bug for the Oilers, who we're going to meet a little bit later on, they were on the downtown community rink, and head coach Jay Woodcroft commented on splitting up the group and using those rinks. You know, this is about the third or fourth time we've done this this year. Uh, we have that in mind on certain parts of our practice schedule. I agree. I think um, a day like today, which we would call almost position-specific, uh, allows you to work at different parts of uh, your individual game um, relative to your position. You know, we, we started doing this in the American League. Um, you know, we would have development weeks. The schedule is a little bit different down there. Uh, but the way we would phrase it to some of the young fellas down there was that it was their turn to invest in their own personal corporation, work at their own game. And, uh, you know, it wasn't about uh, team structure team tactic it was about feeling good with different areas of their own personal game and you know to, I see the types of practices we're doing up here in the NHL when we have time um, it's these are feel good for the players they get like you said they get a lot of touches with the puck uh, and they get to work at different parts of their game I have seen improvements started since we started doing these all right, so there's uh, Woodcroft touching on, on some of the goals that he has for splitting up the, the practices like this. And the Oilers are enjoying a six-game winning streak. There is a problem that they had earlier in the season that has not been as much of a problem lately. 
Now, it was also a problem they had last year that eventually they got better at, and that is how they played early in games, whether you want to talk about the first five, ten minutes, sometimes the entire first period, and they often fell behind in games, and for, for a large portion of the season, they were in about the bottom six or seven in terms of scoring first. Well, they've now improved to 13th in the NHL, actually tied for 11th if you factor in, uh, you know, the teams they're tied with. They're tied for 11th in scoring first in games. They've scored first 25 times. So they're improving in that area. We've seen over the course of this win streak, not just going up one nothing, but often going up 2 nothing, and really putting the other team at a disadvantage. And yeah, they've had some nights where they've been outscored in, in the second half of games or even in the second and third periods combined. But because they got a lead, they were always in control and making those other teams play catch up. You, you saw it against Vegas. Uh, two goals in the first two minutes. You know, the rest of the game was 3-2 Vegas, but the Oilers had those goals in the bank against Vancouver, getting up 2-0 in the first uh, 10 minutes and eventually going on to win that game. So that is uh, an improvement, and Woodcroft was asked, are these starts to the games improving? When you get out in front of a game, it's easier to play the type of game that you want to play. It puts the other team on the back foot. That's our intent it has been our intent the entire year. Sometimes things happen where you do get out in front. Sometimes the other team has a say, they do something well, and you find yourself behind. I think what we're trying to find, though, is a level of consistency in our game, whether we score the first goal or not. Uh, we're trying to find a full 60-minute game where we feel we can hang our hat. Um, and the more consistency we build in our game, the better the results will be. You know, sometimes you have your A game. You, you go out there and you have, a, a, it's a, it could even be an A-plus game, and everything seems to work for you. And then there's other games where, um, you know, maybe the other team does some good things or you're on a back-to-back -back or four games in six nights and it just doesn't feel as good as it does when it's your A-plus game. I think we can win games when we play towards a certain identity or structure, even when we don't have our A game. And uh, that has been a message that has been, um, the seeds of that have been planted long ago, but we're, we're starting to see a little bit of um, results off of it or fruit off of that. For me, I don't think you always uh, have to feel well to play well. Uh, part of that is playing towards a structure. I think structure protects individuals so that when they don't feel great, you still have a chance to win. I think structure provides freedom um, for people. I think guidelines provide freedom. And uh, the better that we adhere to a structure or guidelines, I think the better chance we have to win games. All right. So sort of... Uh, uh you know, a thorough answer there from Woodcroft, but they but they are starting games better. They are playing structured, and they're getting more players to contribute. Certainly, the star players are going to get a lot of points. I mean, you got not just McDavid and Drysdale up there, but Nugent Hopkins and and uh, and well, Hyman's already had a, a career year, and Nugent's likely to get there as he's having his uh, best scoring season ever. So, some things to keep in mind there. But I think also for the Oilers, and hopefully this continues, we're, we're seeing sort of that next wave of players starting to contribute more. We're going to talk more about Ryan McLeod as we go along tonight. Um, I think Holloway is, is looking more confident. Maybe he doesn't always get points, but he's looking pretty good. Um, you know, and this is sort of that those guys, they're, they're, they're still young. They're not, they're not rookies, but, you know, they're not 
but they're not totally established veterans or, or maybe part of the leadership on the team, but they're getting more from that support uh, wave of players. I think Evan Bouchard's game has settled down over the last month or so, which is good to see. And then I, I think you have to talk about Philip Broberg on the last uh, uh, on the back end as well, and he is. I would say, a, a part of why uh, Bouchard has settled down a little bit. They're often on the ice together. I, I think that uh, Dave Manson, who runs the defense, does, does as good a job as he can of trying to get them the most favorable matchups possible. And it's been paying off more often than not. And Woodcroft commented today on Philip Roberg's progression. I think for Philip, one of the things was just uh, the experiential learning. In the other day, I mentioned you, he hit the 40 game mark. He's probably around 44, 45 games in the National Hockey League. I think uh, younger defensemen specifically gain more confidence and feel a lot more comfortable the more games they play. Uh, there's a theory amongst coaches around the league that you really don't know what you have in an NHL defenseman until they've hit their 200th game um, because that's kind of when they figure out what they are what their capabilities are at this level I don't know if it's going to take that long for for us to understand Philip or Philip to understand what he can do at this level but I see growth I see someone who's gaining confidence with the more experience that he gets all right so good times for the Oilers lately as I talked about last night it's not a finished team. It is not a team that still has some flaws, especially once you get into the postseason and you're only playing other good or great teams. But I, I think some evidence here that they're they're finding their footing and just playing, you know, more under control, more confident, which is part of it, getting the goaltending and in some cases, jumping on opponents who aren't very good in the standings and an opportunity to do that not just tomorrow against Columbus, but also on Saturday when they take on Chicago. I, I want to get to this here. Tom Brady, all-time great in the National Football League. Well, this has been the question that comes up after this season for, what, the last four or five years. Uh, are you going to be back? He was talking to Jim Gray on his Let's Go podcast. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already f***ing done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only I'm the scratching. question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. And, I mean, those two guys have. I think that's a pretty comfortable relationship, which is probably why it was handled that way. <laughs> but, but yes, I imagine, you know, when Tom Brady goes, you know, to get groceries or he stops to fill up for gas or he's, uh, you know, walking through whatever his version of Kingsway Mall is, because I'm sure Tom Brady does all those things on a day-to-day -day basis that people are asking him if he's going to be back. So there you go. What, do you, what would you do if you ran into Tom Brady at Londonderry Mall, Kellen? Uh, I'm terrible at spotting athletes or celebrities in, in public as it is, so I'd probably just walk right by. You wouldn't not knowing know. it would be him at all. Well, I guess if it was Londonderry specifically, you wouldn't expect to see him there. No, it would be a shock. Hey, but, Tom, yeah. what are you doing in Londonderry Mall? Oh, I just like it a lot. I mean, Better if, than all the malls I go to. You know, give everybody has their own personal space and that stuff, whatever, so if he was like across the way over at that at, at 50s or something like that, I'd be like, hey, how's it going? That's it. So. <laughs> all right, 7804. 
You can weigh in on well, whatever you'd like if you want to tell me what you would say to Tom Brady if you saw him in London. The, the mall of your choice in Edmonton. It doesn't have to be oh, Londonary. It doesn't folks. have to be London. For your sake, Kellen, it's Londonary. Yes. I'm, more of a, I'm more of a Kingsway guy. But uh, Or, uh, of course, bring in your Oilers-related questions or comments. Uh, happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. A little bit more on Ryan McLeod, who's on a bit of a hot streak when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Get it down low to McLeod. Has it in the left wing corner. He's got Hedman on him. Puck does come free. Derek Ryan to the blue line for Dayarnay. He'll shoot. Scores! Dayarnay let it go. That one was redirected in front of the net. Tell us how that one went in. Uh... I'm actually not too sure. I think I might have went off the body, but, uh, yeah, I take what I can get. <laughs> Is that the joy of going to the net? Sometimes you're not sure how you scored them? Yeah, I think uh, the last couple of games I've been trying to, you know, get, find myself there a bit more, and I've been doing it and uh, getting rewarded a bit, so it's been uh, it's been nice. Yeah. When you see a point shot coming in for a deflection, like how much are you trying to control where it might go, and how much are you just thinking, just change the direction and see what happens? Uh, I think, you know, first you're just trying to get in front of the goalie's eyes, make sure he doesn't see it, and then uh, if you can get a piece of it, that's great but it's more about just trying to track down a rebound or something like that I think it's uh it's tough to get your stick free in front of the net with the, with the D-man out it's so good at tying guys up so if you can get a piece of it I think it's, it's huge is there uh, I'm getting really specific here but like is there a height off the ice that's like <laughs> ideal to, to really get a good tip on it I think I almost like the higher ones better so you can get it, like tip it down or whatever but I think just I didn't get a piece of it it's uh it's tough for the goalies to you know it's that close to change when it changes direction so well tip it down you might get the bounce shot I guess so, so uh, during this uh, this winning streak here, you guys, the, the penalty kill has only allowed one goal against, and you've also scored shorthanded, so you're actually even, which is pretty cool. There, you know, there have been a couple tough games for the PK this year. Has anything specifically happened, or why do you think it's doing a little better? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of when you get your confidence going with stuff, it just you know, seems to start clicking. You know, we were kind of running the same uh, system for you know last month or two, and uh, I think maybe we're just kind of starting to dial in a bit more and uh, get a little more comfortable with each other out there. So it's been it's been good to see, and hopefully we can keep rolling with that. If, if you, I mean, you you seem to kind of thrive in that role. Like, do you embrace that and go out there and frustrate the other team's best players? For sure, yeah. I think it's a good time, you know, for me to kind of use my legs and uh, you know take time away from those top guys. So it's uh it's always fun getting a good kill and uh, you know, get that momentum for the team. Yeah. Um, you know a lot of guys, not just from being an Oiler, but from being uh, in the A with, with some of the guys. Is it uh, is it pretty fun to see, like, Stu getting to be an all-star, Vinny undefeated in the NHL, all that fun stuff? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we had a great group down in Bakersfield, and, you know, it's uh, nice to see everyone kind of coming up now. Obviously, it's a huge congrats for Stu. He's been, uh, you know, amazing for this year. And uh, it's nice to see Vinny up here, too. He's doing really well. So uh, it's good to have all those, all those guys up, nice familiar faces, and uh, I think, you know, it's, it's more comfortable for everyone that way, you know, we kind of grew up together. All right, that is Ryan McLeod from your Edmonton Oilers. Talk to him after practice today. Pretty good little burst for him. Four goals in his last seven games. He now has seven goals on the season, approaching his career high of nine, which, set, uh, which he set last season. Started well, uh, missed a little bit of time, then was uh, kind of having trouble finding the score sheet for a while. 
And uh, now, like I said, a nice burst from him. And he has been around the net a lot, which we touched on in that interview. And that goal against Tampa Bay that we played, he's, he said, yeah, I, I probably just went in off my pants. Wasn't really sure, but was in front of the net in the right place to change direction. And Woodcroft commented on McLeod's resurgent play. I would start out by saying, I, I can't remember who told me this, but someone told me he had gone about 20-odd games without scoring a goal. There was an injury break uh, in between there. Um, but since he's returned, um, he has um, you know, dialed up a little bit uh, more of the competitiveness factor. Um, you know, I think, what is he, four goals in his last six or seven games, something like that. Uh, I see him going to hard areas in order to find offensive success. And I think with Ryan, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to uh, not a lack of understanding of how we want to play, not uh, a lack of skill, not a lack of size. It's whether he's willing to go to hard areas to find success. Um, I have a very high opinion of him as a player. I've seen him hit different stages along the way. Uh, I felt comfortable last year with him. We upgraded his minutes uh, beginning in the month of uh, February he really took off in March and April and I thought really blossomed in the playoffs uh, specifically in the Colorado series where his skating level was required um, you know I don't think the first uh, part of this year maybe went to the way he wanted it to go um, but just like with our team it's okay when things aren't a smooth sail it forces you to find answers in different ways and um, we're seeing a little bit of bump from him here. I think, uh, you know, we did a little exercise this morning in the coach's room about which players were on pace for their career year, and I th think that he's on pace for a career year. Yeah, Ryan McLeod looking very good lately, as are many members of the Edmonton Oilers. They play Columbus tomorrow. Why have they not been able to get it going? Jody Shelley will explain.